Hey there, I'm Jesse, and you're listening to the Deep Lore Boys Podcast, where me, Matthew, and Jackson delve into the random, rare, and often ridiculous pieces of human history. For several minutes, it rained pieces of red meat. I just want to say, like, kudos to the guys that ate it. Chocolate milk should never come out of a can. That's, that's <laughs> nasty. We got a problem, fellas. We got a skinwalker like, on our hands. We got a problem. So I don't know if you've ever been like gotten like just store bought like Walmart ice cream. I don't know if they sell it exactly at Walmart, but like they sell these little ice cream cups and they say Hershey's ice cream on them. I'm sure you've had them, right? I yeah, once or twice. So okay, so Hershey's ice cream is not the same company as Hershey's chocolate. They were founded in the same year in the same town. There is no known connection between either of the two Hershey's names. And there have been several different lawsuits over this. What? I think at least five was what I was reading. I don't know. I don't know if you guys would quote me on that, but... um. Well, let me look it up. Hershey's ice cream lawsuits. Imagine being the lawyers and being like, what was your most famous case? And you're like, I took uh, Hershey's chocolate to court over Hershey's ice cream. (laughs) Right. Well, so I'd imagine the problem would be people getting them confused. I don't know. Well, okay. My guess is that it's good business for um the, for the Hershey's ice cream company. I actually don't think it's good business for the Hershey's chocolate company because oh, for years I always true, thought yeah. it was the same thing for Hershey's chocolate. Like I thought it was just like okay, they own both of them, but apparently it's not. Yeah, it looks like uh there have been yeah several different lawsuits. I think I'm seeing one for 1926, 1958. Yeah, another one in 1990. But yeah, if you go to the Hershey Creamery Company Wikipedia, it's like full of just lawsuits. Uh, I think it said their most recent was actually in the 90s. So they continued releasing their products, the Hershey Creamery Company, and in May 1990, the Hershey Company filed a lawsuit uh, seeking a legal injunction to stop Hershey Creamery from producing and marketing its Hershey-branded frozen yogurt, as well as to attempt to stop the company from using the Hershey's trademark outside of its traditional 13-state trading area. And I guess that request was denied. So somehow, the Hershey's Creamery Company keeps on just pulling ahead. You know, let it not be said that they aren't fighters. <laughs> These people are troopers. Have they not had an epic battle since the 90s? Well, they haven't had an epic battle since Saul Goodman. Whatever company hires Saul Goodman is going to win. There's a section on the Hershey Company Wikipedia, like Hershey's Chocolate, called Criticism. And I'm wondering, I don't know what's going to be here. There's some recent stuff, though. Uh, in 2021, Hershey was named in a class action lawsuit filed by eight former child slaves from Mali who alleged that the company aided and abetted their enslavement on cocoa plantations in the Ivory Coast. Dang. Hold up. 2021 isn't even the first time that child labor has come up in Hershey's uh, history here. In 2019, Hershey announced that they could not guarantee that their chocolate products were free from child slave labor. Okay, so this is backstory. They could trace only about 50% of their purchasing back to the farm level. So they couldn't really guarantee that there was no child labor involved outside the country. But they at least attempted to see that, though. That's right. better, I guess. Are you seriously taking my chair? What? You're taking my chair? Yes. You sick, twisted man. (laughs) Jesse, how you doing? How you doing, Matthew? How's it going? Yeah, Jackson's been using my earbuds, and his internal body temperature is like at least 15 degrees warmer than mine. 
So the earbud genuinely <laughs> burned my So you just got a, a piping hot earbud? There's another weird chocolate fact that I guess I could bring up. So Hershey makes Kit Kats. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait. wait. Like actual Kit Kats? I thought that would have been like a Kit Kat company thing, but Hershey makes those? Yeah, Hershey's owns a lot of the other companies. So they own like Reese's and stuff. Like you know Hershey's own Reese's, right? Oh man, they're like the Disney of candy. Yes. That's they, exactly what they are, dude. They that, own that, everything. So man. Except for Nestle. Nestle owns Kit Kats in Europe. So Nestle oh, owns Kit Kats everywhere outside of the US. Hershey's owns Kit Kats in the US. To be fair, uh Hershey's might be kind of a garbage company that uses child slaves, but uh, so does Nestle. Nestle is probably worse than Hershey. Just don't eat chocolate. Just don't. Yeah, that's basically the moral of the story. That's why your mom has never said, eat all your chocolate, there's starving kids in Africa. So to wrap up our chocolate discussion, I do have one final question here. You know the drink Yoohoo? Ew, no. Oh, yes, I've seen them before. I've never had one, but I've heard people rant about them. It is not chocolate milk. It says it's a chocolate drink. If if it oh. would be discussed on the uh, the podcast, I don't know if this would be too evil or whatever to discuss, too bad to discuss, too wrong. But it, how about we discuss what um what YooHoo is made out of? Oh no! Okay. <laughs> it is literally. Water. Don't 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 don't, don't spoil how, it. How much of a hype are you going to put behind this? It's YooHoo's. You can't hype it up. Okay, so so technically, like this is actually this is something you can hype up because I feel like this could be like a literal like the next Indiana Jones movie could be like hunting for the ingredients of the lost Yuhus. <laughs> there are like probably about fifty different ingredients in Yuhu. It's like it's not even. Oh my god! So it, please list all the ingredients, Jack. So it's it's water. It starts at water. It does start at water. It's high fructose corn syrup, whey, which I think is something from milk. Less than two percent chocolate, and then it's all just like unpronounceable ingredients, and then salt. Oh my gosh, this is this is it's terrifying, bad, dude. Yuhus are not good. Are you telling me that Yuhu chocolate drink is only about two or three percent chocolate? Yes, it's less than two percent chocolate. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's. I think it comes in plastic. Usually they bottles. sell it There's in no glass. Way that low ew, ew, no, no, it can also come in like soda cans, apparently. Disgusting. Ooh, oh, chocolate milk or chocolate drink should never come out of a can. That's, that's, no, that's, <laughs> that's nasty. Wrong. I think it's like the ramen of drinks. Oh, <laughs> it is really yeah, the lowest. It is. It's the ramen of liquid. Why? Okay, we stepped on a gold mine here. Yo, we just stepped on a gold you, mine here. What did you find? Yogi Berra was what? the vice president of Yuhu. What? How did that happen? How did that not come up in the in any? We did a whole part of How an episode on Yogi Berra. We had like half an episode devoted to that guy, and we didn't catch this. He was in. So he was in advertisements for it's like all the time. It was like he was like known for Yuhu, basically, or like no he was like way. known for like. Well, that was back before we realized that like chocolate was bad for you and smoking was bad for you. That's the thing. I mean. If Yogi had jumped on, you know, cigarettes at the time, I'm, you know, it wouldn't have been a fuss. It's like the forbidden drink. It literally is like back to Indiana Jones here. It's like that, like that, those glasses and like that, the third movie that like, if you drink it from them, you die. Say no to you who's you get one of those really nasty commercials of like just organs being opened up as all these doctors are doing the surgery on your lungs because you wore them down from smoking. But instead yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, 
I've been drinking you hoos for the last 30 years. Look what it did to me. Say no to you hoos. I'm not going to lie. When I first heard of the Kentucky meat shower, I I was thinking, oh, this this sounds like some gruesome, weird paranormal thing. But I'm, I'm happy to say my fears were completely justified. Um, I, I can't even sugarcoat it. This th- this was weird. It's exactly what it sounds like in Kentucky. Allegedly in 1876, March 3rd, from 11 a.m. to noon, somewhere in that range for several minutes It rained pieces of red meat, approximately two by two inches, with at least one being four by four inches, near the settlement of Olympia Springs in Bath County, Kentucky. So basically, the uh, the Kentucky meat shower incident of 1876 uh, started when a woman named Mrs. Crouch, that is a name in the book right there. (laughs) What a Uh, name. She's the wife of a farmer, and she's making soap on her porch. And she sees uh, some pieces of meat, some nice chunks falling from the sky, nice little giblets. Uh, And she says that she was 40 steps from her house when the meat started to slap the ground. I love the wording on that, when the meat started to slap the ground. It slapped the ground. Do-do-do-do-do, making soap on my porch. (laughs) Steak. Well, see, it could have been hallucination. Like, you know, if Mrs. Crouch came up to me and said, I was making soap on my porch and then it just started raining meat outside my house, I would chalk it up to a little, you know, she, she's getting a little old. It very well could be uh, just, just a prank. Uh, yeah. But the problem is these pieces of meat were actually there and they were investigated and they were actually tasted too. So like I said, they, they were approximately two by two yeah. inches. One was four by four. It appeared to be beef, but two gentlemen tasted it and judged it to be lamb or deer. I can't find any info on, on who these gentlemen were. They might have just been local run-of-the-mill townsfolk. A uh, local hunter, though, B.F. Ellington, identified it as bear meat. Here's the really wacky part, though, and this, this, is, this is the spooky thing. Samples were given to the Newark Scientific Association for further analysis. They came back saying that the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant. I mean, it says the structure of the organ in these two cases being almost identical. So apparently horses and babies, their lungs are the same. I just want to say, like, kudos to the guys that ate it. (laughs) Yeah, for real, honestly. like, like, Yeah, it's some sort of, like, creepypasta horror anomaly, and you just see it, and you're like, "Mm, mmm, yum. I'm I'm going to taste that. So people thought that it was, yeah, someone, Leopold Brandeis, said that it was Nostoc. It's a type of cyanobacteria, so it's like a nasty sludgy guy. So basically what happens is when rain falls on this nasty sludge, then it expands into more sludge. So naturally, if it was raining as this was still somehow falling, the rain would have fallen on it and expanded it and made it look like meat. It still doesn't explain, even if it was cyanobacteria raining from the sky, why? Why was there cyanobacteria raining from the sky? So they said that's a a vulture explanation there. Yeah, people have said that uh, because vultures vomit as a part of making a quick escape as a defensive mechanism, people have said, well, maybe there are some vultures and they got spooked and they just all threw up their meat at once. And, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, maybe. That's Because there were two by two inches of, of meat, so it wasn't like... Yeah, they were little, little chunks. You know, so. throwing up a steak or anything. I do kind of wonder, though, like, how much meat was there? Because it says it lasted for a period of several minutes. I think I found the original news article on it, like, from the, the paper that was printed in 1876 when this happened, so... I can go ahead and read that oh, for okay. a more uh, a more thorough explanation as to what happened. Louisville, March 9th, the Bath County. Uh, what does it say? On last Friday, a shower of meat fell near the house of Alan Crouch, who lives some two or three miles from the Olympian Springs in the southern portion of the county, covering a strip of ground about 100 yards in length and 50 wide. Mrs. Crouch was out in the yard at the time, engaged in making soap... Okay, hold on. That's that's a contradiction. This is out in the yard. Wiki says she was on the porch. Hmm. I'm more inclined to believe the newspaper hmm. from the time, but we'll we'll see what happens. She was engaged engaged in making soap when the meat, which looked like beef, began to fall around her. The sky was perfectly clear at the time, and she said it fell like large snowflakes. The pieces, as a general thing, not being much larger. One piece fell near, which was about three or four inches square. Mr. Harrison Gill, whose veracity is unquestionable, and from whom we obtained the above facts, hearing of the occurrence, visited the locality the next day and says he saw particles of meat sticking into the fences and scattered over the ground. Ugh. Nasty, bro. Yeah, so this was all over the place. This is a pretty big area. One thing that really just, yeah, to me is the fact that so it says the composition of the sample of the sample that was either the lung of a horse or a baby uh, was backed up with two more samples of the meat being identified as lung tissue. So three lung tissue samples, three is muscle tissue and two is cartilage. Although I think it really just, you're not going to know for certain what happened unless you do a DNA test on the meat that we have. If it's an animal, then, yeah, maybe it was a vulture, but if it was, like, human meat, you know, it would not be good. So I think it's very unlikely that it would be human. There are certain stories that fall into this strange, like, uh, twilight zone in my mind. Like, I, I, I hear stories about paranormal stuff that's happened, and I, there's essentially two categories. There's one that's, okay, I, I genuinely... Yeah, I believe this. I Maybe it wasn't aliens, but it was, there was definitely something that happened there, and I'll have an opinion on it. There are others that I go, okay, yeah, this is just a load of hooey, and there's nothing here. This is in yeah. that strange middle ground where I I can't come up with a logical explanation for it, but it, it happened. It's an event. It's not like a creepy, like, fandom wiki. Yeah, it's not like sort of creepy pasta. It is like a... It's... No, yeah. It's a legitimately documented incident that appeared in newspapers at the time. So this does remind me of another story where a um a town blew up a whale a um, whale corpse that it washed oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. that. Happens, that's happened a few times. And gigantic whale chunks ran over the whole town. Yeah, and like crushed but, cars and stuff. But this doesn't make any sense for this. Like they wouldn't, they weren't blowing up bits of whale in Kentucky. The how do you know? Maybe somebody was. <laughs> Maybe back in 1876. Yeah. Somebody dragged a whale into Kentucky and blew it up. I like to think that it was some guy in Kentucky, just like detonated a bunch of bears with tannerite <laughs> right are there any other meat showers throughout history uh yes something similar to this apparently happened in i think london i read it on the article just a minute ago and now i'm having trouble finding where i read it yeah no right at the uh, very oh, end oh yeah at the very end nine days later 
red corpuscles with a vegetable appearance fell over London. Uh, a corpuscle, for those of you that don't know what that word means, is kind of like a little, a little giblet. A nasty little um a nasty little giblet. This is literally like the Terraria slime rain. Well, it doesn't make sense that there would be two right next to each other and then like did any other event like this happen again? Yeah, it happened nine days later in London. That's what I'm saying, but they both happened like within a like yeah, almost a week, think, like yeah, less than I a think. week and a half of each other. Oh. <sighs> Alright, boys, well, are you here? I Good let heads. me just go take care of that. I thought I was about to die. I literally <laughs> was prepared to be executed. I'll be right back. I'll tell you the story of what just happened. All right, you're good. What, what do you think happened? Here? I think he died. Was it eight men? Oh my goodness. So I'm sitting here in my room, and all of a sudden, like, I hear very distinctly there's a noise coming from my kitchen, and it's a big noise. And I hear, like, something opening up, Something like shambling around very clearly, like it's not an animal sound. It's a distinct like there's a person. And my my place is locked. I have one key and I'm looking at it on my dresser. So somebody <laughs> got in here by a means other than the door, or they got It's a reptilian. The door. I thought the reptilians were after me. I I really thought the reptilians had come because we learned too much about the Kentucky meat shower. Oh, Turns no. out a buddy of mine had opened my kitchen window which was unlocked he opened it up and set this bag that i left at his house on the table and then closed the window and left but from in here all i can hear is just like somebody moving something around like oh i thought i was about to go like fight someone off which you know i obviously could have but there's a chance i could have died you know like there was a 99 percent chance i would have decked why did he open your window and go into your house that is a goofy strat he didn't actually come in he just set it on the table right under the window and then left but oh my Hmm. gosh that was maximum spook all right uh, Kentucky meat shower, folks. That's that's what that is. Um, again, this falls into the gray area for me. Of I I believe that something happened. I don't doubt that these people genuinely experienced something, but I have no idea what it could have been. It's completely inconclusive for me. So I I don't discard the story as being false. I just put it way in the back folders of my brain and go, "Yep, I'm I'm not even gonna try with that one." Yeah. We may just never know. One of these days, you'll have to tell your Skinwalker story on the podcast, because that, that was an entertaining one. That, okay, that remains, like, I'm not much of a superstitious fellow, okay? When I was a kid, I used to have, like, awful sleep paralysis and just saw all sorts of crap and just, like, figured that there were ghosts and demons that lived in my house and just wasn't bothered by it. And eventually I learned that sleep paralysis was a thing. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're just like hallucinations. And that kind of was it. I was like, okay, we're good. You know, nothing spooky going on. Nothing. Life is chill. And then out of the blue, freaking going around walking the dog. And then Skinwalker (laughs) out of nowhere. Skinwalker just Skinwalker. I don't know. I didn't even... But we'll tell the story. We'll tell this is a little spooky. A little spooky. Tell us the story of the we'll time the you and that. Scout. Now, now that the audience knows who Scout is, yeah, uh, Scout, the celestial being, mind you, the celestial being. A lot of people think that their dogs bark at nothing. Not Scout. When Scout barks at something, he barks with a purpose. 
Right. We might not know what it is because we can't see it, but there is something there. And and this fateful night, let me tell you, there was something there. Uh, see, I, I was looking around. We're walking them out in the front, which isn't, it's, it's a suburban area, but there's a nice forest right next to it. So we're like right on the border in there. And this area contains, like the place that I live in, just contains right. all of the possible cool like horror zones you can think of. I love it. I have, you know, just gone around there at night and just like taken pictures and looked through them and just kind of like thought about like photoshopping stuff in there and working it out. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, back back to the thing. So uh, freaking walking the dog and in the like lawn area of this apartment are just deer tracks. And we've I've never seen a deer in this area at all. I've, I've never seen a deer. But now I see these deer tracks leading from this is what really confused me is that they were in the mud leading from the apartment door to the woods and it didn't make any sense to me i was like what the frick like i'm looking at it and still thinking about it it doesn't make any sense What's why there deer were deer doing tracks. at the door like if it was coming from the woods to the apartment then maybe it was like oh maybe it went in the apartment like that's weird that maybe deer like just walks around, in like, and like makes a cup of like, coffee. There's a lot of things that a deer could do, but the tracks started at the apartment and went. Was this into the at woods. your door or at someone else's? At, at the like entryway door of the apartment. Oh, of the, the whole building. Okay. So, yeah. So I mean, the the apartment has several doors, but yeah, it, it was the one by the woods. And so I'm looking around. I'm like, what? And okay. And then Scout immediately goes insano mode. Like, oh no. So, and you know, that means mode. Stuff's and I was like, on. okay, okay. Cause usually, like, he, he goes insano sometimes, but when we're walking him at night, like, it's completely dead quiet, pretty chill. This time he was losing his mind. And I'm looking around and behind this garage building in the woods, I can just hear this, like, awful groaning. It was like a really ugly noise. Like, I don't know how to describe what it was, but it was, mm. uh, it was really nasty. It was like somebody was like throwing up, but at the same time, like trying not to gargling, nauseated groaning. Yeah. It was like this really awful noise of just the, and then I was like, well, that's cool. And scout was not having any of it. And just walking back what still didn't make any sense was that the one neighbor in the apartment, I'm walking back in, one neighbor who I've never seen before or since. Okay, this is what really confuses whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, this whoa, person whoa. lives in an apartment building next to me. I have never seen her before or since this entire time. It was just staring out of the apartment window at me as I walked oh, back in. No. She was just staring out the window, just at me and the dog. And I'm like looking back at her and like I'm clearly making eye contact with her and she's just not moving at all, doesn't care. I'm like, what is she doing? Like, what the frick? And she's just completely <laughs> dead, just blank staring at me. I was like, we got a problem, fellas. We got a skinwalker like, on our got hands. A problem. Get the holy water, grab Scout. That was Scout. Honestly, he, he saved us, man. Uh, yeah, maybe that's that the cell, reason why you I haven't seen have. her since. I think Scout probably banished her. I'm thinking what must have happened on that, that one fateful night was Skinwalker was coming through. They're thinking about maybe maybe plopping down here, maybe starting us a, a little skinwalker life, working at McDonald's or something. I, they must have seen Scout and turned tail and ran. 
Yeah. Because if you haven't seen that that lady that was looking out the window at you since, I'd no, imagine I sense at all. it could only be because Scout banished her. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. I'm Honestly, lie. yeah, yeah. Thank goodness that Scout has been sent to us mere mortals, or else we would have no way to combat the dark forces of this world. Scout really is. I mean, he's coming in clutch. He really is. <laughs> I would like, say I'm so. Not lie. He, I, I would say so. No, I gotta say, like, he's a really impressive being. So, dang. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the lore. Hi again, it's Jesse. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deep Lore Boys podcast. You can find more episodes of our show on YouTube and Spotify, which we encourage you to share with your friends so we can grow the podcast. And drop a comment down below if you're feeling extra generous. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope your day is nothing short of interesting. Take care. I'm going to go post that one on Twitter.com.